Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Scooby Chewy Show. I'd like to welcome a special guest, Darren Bruce, exec- executive producer of the DJ Sessions. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I'm looking forward to this interview. Uh, I know we missed out a little bit, but we're going to get this done. Hell yeah, man. It's how we do. So, Bruce, tell me, man, uh, what do you do, man? Tell me about yourself. Yeah, so I have been producing a series for the last 10 years called The DJ Sessions, where we feature A-list celebrity DJs and local DJs. We do this through uh, being a Twitch featured partner. We've been a Twitch featured partner for the last two years. We were one of their only regularly scheduled live streaming DJ shows for a number of years. And, And we also have been podcasting for the last 10 years as well. So our whole podcast series basically is ingested into our website. We have over 1,800 episodes that we've produced over the last 10 years, and wow. we're gearing up to get to producing anywhere from 8 to 16 to eventually 32 hours of content a week with our station. And um, yeah, it's been a ride, so it's been some fun stuff. If you like electronic music, we are going to start stepping into a little bit more hip-hop as well, other genres of music, but uh, primarily we are an electronic music live streaming podcast series. Wow, man, putting in that work. Yeah, it's been a lot of work. I mean, that's been the last 10 years of my life, but I've been in the game for the last 28 years. Uh, I come from, you know, right out of high school, well, actually right out of being a kid into high school, um, playing with a video camera that my dad had purchased and making short home movies. And in high school, taking the first ever video production class in the state of Washington coming right out of high school and going directly in a few months later, right into public access television, because that was the only medium we had back in the nineties. There was no YouTube. There was no internet. There was, you know, there was broadcast television, but in, in order to get into that, you had to have, you have to have broadcast quality equipment. And like we were just talking a little bit before pre-show, this game is not an inexpensive one. It costs a little bit of money to play. And uh, at the time, you know, you're looking for, you know, about 10 grand to get a broadcast camera. You know, and then, then somewhere to edit that footage. So you got to buy beta decks because they you had to be broadcast quality. So um, worked on that for a number of years. And then in 2000, I decided to break away from that and go into producing my own broadcast television shows. So in 2002, I actually produced my first show to Fox. Executive produced my first show to Fox called Phantasmagoria. And um, that was pretty awesome. You know, seeing you up with tens of thousands of viewers. Uh, again, there's no YouTube, there's no other distribution, but saying you're on broadcast, you're approved on Fox, came back, created a couple more shows out of that, and came back in 2005 and rebranded as ITV, or Independent Television. And under that, we had eight separate television shows approved to air on 12 network stations on the West Coast. At that time, YouTube was just coming out. You know, we were trying to figure out how to put things on stuff, but you know, we didn't see YouTube as, as a medium. We thought something like, because we're a broadcast television show, we thought something like a broadcast tube or a Hulu was going to come out and, and we would join the ranks of that and be able to monetize our shows and they would find us sponsors. Well, that didn't happen for years down the road. So we kind of missed the YouTube boat. But <laughs> in a sense, we didn't miss it. We just didn't jump on board and really push it as hard as we could have to build a large following there. But I was working for Apple at the time. 
One oh, second. I, I'm sorry. I got to charge my laptop. One second. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> I plugged in my laptop. It was dying, and uh, somebody had unplugged my uh, my charger. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Funny story. I was just talking about it just a few a few seconds ago. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but we have what's called the DJ sessions curse or the ITV curse, and I can film. I can film. Any non-A-list celebrity, any day of the week, and it'll be a flawless episode. <laughs> but for some reason, something goes wrong when it comes to being an A-list celebrity. We're, one of the worst ones was I was interviewing one of the kids from Harry Potter, the guy who plays Neville Longbottom. Wow! And I, I, I'm putting these cameras together. I'm sitting there. And I, I did get to plug one camera in, which was my secondary angle, which was filming him. But my primary camera angle, which was getting the audio from my microphone to him, I put on battery. As I start the interview, and I'm in front of about 40 other media professionals because they were letting film and television crews go first, then they were going to let the audio interviews go next. I'm in front of all these people, and I start doing my interview, do my warm-up. I get going. All right, and here we are today with... I look over and over his shoulder. I see the camera die. The battery goes out on the camera. And I'm just like, oh, like that scene out of Christmas Story. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And I just wanted to maintain my professional integrity and not have to stop the interview because we were kind of really on a roll. And I figured that maybe, maybe the camera over my shoulder was going to maybe get it. It didn't. No. And the whole interview was tanked. Worst thing about it was he comes at the end of the interview and he goes, that was a phenomenal interview. Thank you. That was that was perfect spot. I mean, I, I, I'm good when I do my interviews. I do one take and that's, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. And I was like, uh, but I've had interviews with uh, like the likes of Paul Oakenfold, international world star DJ, uh, Playmate, Playmate Models of the Year. Damn. Uh, yeah, all types of stuff. And it's like, like a light blows out, or the audio wasn't plugged in the right way, or something. And it's like, why does this always happen? You know? So understand about unplugging the battery, putting the battery back in. That's a, you know, it happens. We learn. Yep. You know? And, uh, you just can't help it. It'll be flawless for, you know, who knows how many times and then bam, it'll just get you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just, you know, now I, now I double check and check and double check and check. And a lot of people don't understand when I'm doing a live show, you know, I have to make sure everything's spot on. And, and so, and I'm constantly monitoring during a live show, um, which is something that a lot of people don't understand. I, I did an interview with an A-list celebrity, Marco Bailey yesterday. Uh, he's overseas, and while we're doing the interview, you know, there were some glitches in the Skype call. I'm sorry, in, in the Zoom call. And, you know, he was getting, he wasn't getting frustrated. He was just like, felt a little embarrassed that for some reason his internet was going down. I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to be posting this. It's not live. And when I showed him the interview, he goes, I don't even know if anything happened there. You, you edited this so well with the audio and put it together that you couldn't tell the way that I said, don't worry, we got post production. You know, I used to work for Apple, and I was one of 300 people in the world that could train people how to train people to use Final Cut Pro. I think I know a trick or two how to do this stuff. Damn, you got it down, huh? No way. Yeah. Um, but back to the story I was talking to you about um, how we how we you know missed the YouTube boat and and got and missed and and I was working for Apple at the time, and uh, they came out with the iPod Photo that had a color screen on it, and I'm in the store and I'm sitting there going. You know, if they could put a color screen on an iPod, how long is it going to take before they put a video player on an iPod? Oh, damn. Three months later, the iPod video came out, and um, I was like, okay, how do we get our shows encoded so we can get them on these iPods? Because nobody had done it yet. There were no specs. They, they couldn't announce, hey, get ready for this, and let's pre-announce our product. That wasn't how, that isn't how Apple works. I always like to keep one thing under the hood, you know, keep you guessing. And so um, in our store, they hadn't loaded any videos on the iPods yet because it was such a new deal. NBC couldn't announce, here's our lineup of shows. ABC, CBS, none of the places could announce their shows. So we went around the store and we loaded all of our series on the iPods in the store so people could actually have a demo of it and be <laughs> like, oh, this is what it looks like with a video. And then they'd ask, what show is that? And we'd be like, oh, this is IT. And I had a couple guys that worked for me in the store that worked on my show with us. And then I said, you know what? We got to get a podcast going. And 
I, I used some of the connections I had and, and managed to get uh, into iTunes. And when we launched and debuted in iTunes, we they, they actually revamped the whole iTunes podcast section. It used to be just a list of podcasts. And they revamped it and made different sections and everything. We debuted at number 48 in the iTunes Music Store out of 50 podcasts in the video section. Wow. And we went from 1,000 to like 5,000, 10,000, 75,000. At one point, we're doing 300,000 downloads a week of our podcast. Holy shit. And, and we rose from position 48 to position like 23. And all of us in the section were kind of talking to each other going, how do we monetize this? How do we make money doing this? Because it was such a brand new format. I mean, there was, there was blogging and there was audio blogs, you know, you know, but there weren't video blogs. And so, you know, you could do an audio commercial, hey, watch so-and-so, but nobody had entered commercials, like actual videos. And so figuring out how to monetize that, you know, we did all that, put my shows to NBC at that time. I switched from Fox over to NBC. And then, so I still stayed in a broadcast model up until about 2009, where we relaunched back on NBC again. But then I started getting into this live streaming. And that came from a friend of mine. I was out at a, a music conference, winter music conference in Miami. And uh, this DJ comes up to me and says, hey, you know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about using this platform to stream myself live, like a radio show. And I go, wow, I've looked into streaming before. I run seven internet radio stations out of my apartment. I've looked into the bandwidth. That must be crazy. And I bet you it only works for PC, too, because I'm a Mac guy, you know? <laughs> So over the summer, from, from the next six months, I started playing around with Ustream and Livestream. And then one night, I started playing around with the idea of telling my friends, I want to do a live streaming DJ show. And uh, one night, my friend calls me up. You can still see this episode on our website to this day, the first ever episode of the DJ session. And he goes, I'm coming over to your house. We're doing the DJ sessions. And I'm like, okay. I really wasn't ready for it. <laughs> But right we now? had so much fun in those two hours. We had so much fun just sitting in my living room that I ended up next week moving the show into my bedroom, which became the new studio. Um, and the rest is kind of history from there. We were a featured Ustream partner for years uh, up until about the beginning of 2018 when we had to move platforms. And I, I took the show to Twitch and said, Twitch, here's what we got. Here's our record. And they said, you're on board as a featured partner. And out of, I'd say with the rise of DJ, the amount of DJs or musicians, producers, everyone that's jumped online now because of everything being shut down, you know, Twitch was known as a video game platform, but a lot of other people, they don't just play video games. They like to cook. They like to DJ. They play the guitar. They dog whisper, whatever it is. They, you know, <laughs> have fun streaming live. And, you know, I'd say probably before all of this, March, March of this year, I'd say there were probably, let's say, 30 million streamers, just roughly, that were actively doing streams, and then you have the people that are watching streams. Now everybody's streaming, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was an honor to be made a featured partner back then, because we were recognized out of one of only, maybe, total video gamers, and everyone included, out of maybe 20 million people, only 50,000 shows have been made featured partners. Wow. So it's a, it's kind of an honor to be be a featured partner with, with Twitch, and and be that. And then of course we were running that for two years. Uh, I mean, when we first went to the front page of Twitch, I wasn't expecting this. We had twenty four hundred people in the chat room, and had over fifty five thousand views in, in two hours. Damn. I mean, it was just yeah, it it blew up. So, um, but now that every DJ has come on board to the Twitch platform, we kind of took a back-end approach because we have to worry about a lot of other things, like namely licensing for what we do. Um, copyright protection, copyright law, all that fun stuff. It's a big, it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's a mess. It's there to protect the big guy as much as it's there to protect the little guy. But I've been spending a lot of time working on our back-end to where we actually just got the ability to launch on July 18th. So we were kind of down from almost September figuring out how we're going to stream live on site and when we're out on location. We're not doing our shows from our home. We're doing these out at beaches, at parks, while we drive around in our mobile studio. I'll tell you all about that in a minute. Nice. Um, but, you know, it, it's figuring that out, figuring out how you're going to pay for that. Because it's, it's not 
to do a basic show, if I do it at 360p on site, I'm using about four gigabytes of data, five gigabytes of data, and that runs me about 15 bucks per gig. Damn. Yeah. So, and if I do multiple stages, multiply it by two, three, or four stages that I'm doing all at the same time. So you can see the costs go way up. When most people are doing it from their home, they're paying 80 bucks for an internet connection and going, I got bandwidth all day long. And I'm like, hey, that's great you're doing your shows, but we're trying to elevate and do it somewhere different in a, in a higher level. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, bandwidth costs can get a little bit excruciating. Uh, found that out the first time we got our backpack. I call it the backpack, but um, I actually uploaded and was downloading the shows at the same time, so it doubled my bandwidth. <laughs> so I did like 8 gigabytes up and 8 gigabytes down. That Damn. cost me about 250 bucks, and I was like, ooh, oh, lesson learned. But um, yeah, we just try to push the envelope with what we do and expose the best in our local market. We have a great set of resident DJs that we work with and a number of DJs over over the, over the course of the show. It has just been awesome. So we're getting ready to rebrand. We just came out and launched on July 18th with our, we're able to do what's called the silent disco. Are you familiar with what silent disco is? No, I've never heard of that. So think of an event where you go to and there's loud music playing over the sound systems. But with silent disco, all the music comes, goes through headsets, wireless headsets. Holy shit. And not only that, you don't get just one channel on the headset. You can choose what channel you want to listen to. So I can have, I have four channel headsets. I can have four DJs playing at the same time, four DJs streaming at the same time live over the internet. And then you can be at the event and choose what channel you want to listen to, or you can choose what channel you want to listen to on our live page at our website. So not only can you be at the event listening to what's going on, you can be at home and be listening to what your friends are listening to at the event. And then and have like a round trip process of being in the chat room of talking with your friends and social media and all that fun stuff. Nobody's doing that. Damn, that is high tech, man. Yeah. That's the future right there. Wait till we get our nine channel headsets. Oh, wow. I can do nine DJ booths at one time and yeah, stream it live. We're, we're, we're looking at that. I mean, I've always wanted to do a show with 100 DJs in 100 hours where it's one DJ every hour. But now I could really do a hundred DJs in like what thirty six? Well, no, I can do a hundred DJs in. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm, why am I missing the math here? I get nine <laughs> DJs every hour, so basically, like in eleven hours, I get a hundred hours of DJ. So I only have to do a twelve hour show instead of a hundred hour show, Holy and then I can shit. represent all the different genres that anyone wants to come and play and stream it all live online. And the neighbors can't complain about the noise. I just got okay to throw a party at my mom's house because she loves my silent discos. She owns a bunch of property not too far out of the city of Seattle. And uh, so I just said, hey, can some of my friends come up there and we can do something? And it won't be amplified music. We'll all do it in silent disco. She's like, get them up here. I'm like, all right, cool. So, yeah, that's another thing. When we do our silent disco events at the parks, uh, people are able to social distance stay away from each other. They can still share a collaborative experience with everyone uh, listening to the same music, but um, also be out and about in public and, and, and maintain that safe social distancing thing that is required right now, um, which is just you know awesome because with, with the advent of nightclubs and events being shut down, we're kind of the only game out there right now. And I got a new upgrade that's coming in. Have you ever heard of what's called a sub pack? Uh-uh. So a sub pack, think of it like a, a vest that you wear. And when you play music through it, it vibrates like you're right by the subwoofers. Oh, okay. You do a I lot see. of video games and stuff. I right? know what you're talking about now. So there's a company that just came out uh, by the name of Wooger, kind of a competing brand. And they made the Wooger strap. And instead of putting it on the vest, you just have a strap that you wear across your chest and it's a little disc about that, about yay big. You can wear it here with the straps diagonal. You can wear a strap around this way, wear it here. You can wear it as a belt and put it on, but it vibrates with the music. We can connect our headphones into that. Because a lot of people say, I like the silent disco, but I like going to the nightclub and feeling the bass, the bass of the music. It's like, we couple this with our silent disco headsets with the Wooger. Now people are going to be able to feel the bass. And I'll tell you, these what? things rock your body. You will, whoa, it'll blow you away. We're, and because our headsets are designed the way they are, we're one of the only companies that can actually do this. 
Holy shit. So yeah, man. we're getting one. Yeah. So you're going to be able to go to our, and then you'll be able to still walk a thousand feet away from our stage around the park and still feel the base of the music. Like you were right there in front of the stage. That's crazy, man. So the yeah. music will never fade away. You know, don't... no, you'll be, you'll be, you'll, like I said, it goes through the transmission of the headset. The headsets pick up the signal. The signal sends it to the Woozer and then boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You, 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 yeah, you won't fade away. You can, be 500 you can be behind the stage behind the speaker system you can be 360 degree around us basically a circle and still feel like you're in front of the subwoofers of the stage go to the bathroom you're shaking yeah. <laughs> i'm sure somebody will take one of them to the bathroom with them <laughs> but we sanitize all our stuff before show and after show we don't pass them out again but we're really excited to be bringing in that addition to our product because we think that's going to change a lot of people's minds in regards to silent disco. They're what we call the traditionalists that say, I want to feel the bass. And it's like, well, how low can you go? Come on over and get a wooger with us. And, you know, for a little extra bucket, you know, a little extra dollars, you're helping out support a cause and, and we'll make sure the music rocks you out. Man, that is innovative. I would have never thought about something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's emerging of a lot of technologies. That's, that's kind of what I do. You know, I see video production and I see live streaming. I see podcasting as these ways to distribute. And then I go, okay, well, why can't we throw it, make it an event that encapsulates that and then invite people to come and be part of the show. So they're part of the in-studio audience. And now I'm a foodie. I love food. And the one biggest thing I love about food is my, my favorite place to do it is to go is a buffet. I don't mean like King's Table Buffet, but okay, if I got one, I got to take it. But I like going to a brunch, you know, or something where you have a lot of great foods and you got to pick and choose what you want. Give me a little crab here. Give me a little steak here. Give me a little mashed potatoes here. Give me some, you know, you can get a lot of different tastes on your palate, on your plate. Well, bringing in Silent Disco not only allowed me to bring in other tastes, but it allowed me to quadruple my production on site now. Whereas I was producing one hour I can now produce four hours in the same hour. Way so, more productive. <laughs> way more production. Yeah. So, I mean, I go out on the weekends and our base production will be eight hours of production or it'll be um, base of eight hours of production on Sundays and base, uh, base eight hours of production on Saturdays. But I could go up to 16 hours on each of those days and have 32 hours of content a week all in the same city. So, wow. so are you traveling to different states and doing this? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So when you mentioned traveling to other states, we actually in 2010 uh, got a mobile billboard truck. Basically, we got a big glass box truck. Think of it like Willy Wonka's great glass elevator, or <laughs> some people call it the, 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 the DJ Pope mobile. And I built the television studio on the back of it so we could drive up to events and have our DJs play out of the back and stream live and do our shows like in a studio self-contained in a box. Set the wake clock for, well, back then I actually had come up with the idea called the DJ Sessions Presents the Freeway Sessions. So I got a, got a good little plug from Kevin Smith, if you know who that guy is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about it on, on his first ever Smodcast when he had just first released it. And um, the Freeway Sessions is branded as the fastest moving DJ show in the world. And so what we do is we put DJs in the back and we drive from city to city to city with DJs playing in the back of the truck and streaming it live over the internet as we go from city to city. Just recently, one of my sponsors that we're talking to that was going to, we we're going to start everything up in August, start everything in October. Now we pushed everything to March because they want to do a full nationwide tour. They came to us and said, Hey, can you put DJs in the back of your truck and then have our street teams go out and give our, do stuff with our product? I said, I think we can do that because we already do it. <laughs> and about a week later, they came in and asked us, can you go to other cities as well? And I said, you know, it's funny. I just was planning my road trip tour right now to do my West Coast tour from Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, LA, San Diego, Phoenix, you know, Phoenix, Tempe, and then come back up the loop. And they're like, but can you go across the nation? And I said, yes, if you pay <laughs> us. <laughs> I can do anything you want if you pay us. Um, so that was just really great to... to be in those talks with, with, cause we're looking for major sponsors now to actually not only do what we want to do here, 
in the Seattle market, but also brand out to other cities and have other chapters of the DJ sessions. Uh, what's nice is with the rise and boom of the live streaming market, and then what I know will fall after the video on demand podcast market as well, will fall right into place because people are going to want to share their post content. Um, it'll be, it's that much easier of a conversation now because people are going to be able to work out all the kinks in their studio, work out all the bugs. They're going to work out all their tech specs. So we'd go in and say, Hey, you want to set up the DJ sessions chapter in your market? Here's what you're buying into. Here's the branding's going to be. And we can start setting this up in multiple markets. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a little ways out. We still got to get everyone still on the collective gameplay. Cause right now it's all about the me, 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 look at me, 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 me show. And the DJ sessions was never created that I didn't, go out and become Darren the DJ and start doing a live streaming DJ show. I went to my friends and promoters, people I knew in the nightclub world and said, I'm the video guy. You're the promoter. You're the DJs. Let me film you and make it easy. Video is easy for me. DJing is hard. Video is not easy for you and it's expensive, but DJing is easy. It works. I'm Anthony. I'm Sarah. And we're the hosts of the A period, C period, T period podcast. That's right, the ACT podcast. You gotta put the periods in between. I told you it was gonna be too hard to find. Don't worry, folks. It's not a show about acting. Thank God. It's a show about anything and everything. Like how tiny your penis is. Yep. We cover sex, religion, politics, day-to-day life, and... And how tiny your penis is! Yes, we got that. Well, I just want to make sure people realize that we make fun of everything. Of course we do. We even have a blind Asian that comes in. Yes, so if you want to have some fun and laugh at our ridiculous attempts of humor, come join us on the ACT Podcast. The ACT Podcast. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey y'all, it's Ivan from The Gefilte Show here. A motivational, inspirational podcast where we feature great guests such as Screaming Chewy. Be sure to check out more at gefilta.com. You got it down. <laughs> yeah. I do the job of what an executive producer is supposed to do. I produce. And you got those innovative ideas, man. That That's the gold right there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just awesome to see how technology is changing. You know, I get asked a lot. You know, what's the next frontier? What, if I had any advice, I, you know, to tell people they want to get in this game, I, I would say, get into it now. Start learning now. Start understanding lighting and audio. It's not all just about your, your, your computer that you can buy and the camera that you got. You know, I see people when I work for Apple, they come and spend $2,000 on a laptop because they spent $4,000 on a camera and then they wouldn't spend $100 on lighting. They wouldn't spend $100 on a mic. They wouldn't spend $100 on a tripod. They'd come in and say, okay, and I spend $1,000 getting Final Cut Pro on their system to edit. And they go, now train me on make my stuff look good. <laughs> I'd be like, are you serious? First of all, here's this book. And third, second, third of all, you know, here's these techniques. Go, go get this stuff. You know, I can't make garbage. I can't make crap into gold. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it goes with, with video production, you know. Um, and a lot of people learn the hard way. Um, so, you know, start studying your, your video stuff. But if I was to say what the next frontier is, really, I don't know if you ever heard something called Second Life. You know about Second Life? Is that a VR thing? It was kind of a VR thing back in the day. You didn't, we didn't have VR back in the day. We didn't have virtual reality back in the day. But you'll see where I'm leading into here. Second Life was what's called a sandbox. It wasn't a video game, but if one could equate it to something similar, it's kind of like the game The Sims. And But in Second Life, what you created, you own. And they actually had a lady in there that made a million dollars cold cash selling real estate in one year in, in Second Life. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was a very, it was a very awesome system. I wish it would have gotten taken off and gotten bigger. Don't know necessarily what happened to it. I should follow up with them. But as you can see where I'm going is VR is going to be the next, the next go around. I mean, I'm going to be putting on my goggles. I'm going to be sitting on your couch in your virtual living room talking to you. You'll be there. I'm here. What's up, Darren? Not much. How you doing? And you'll have your whole set design and everything behind you. And then you can say, hey, you want to go to the VIP room with me? And 
kick it over here. We can listen to some music. Or where do you want to go? Oh, let's say, why don't we go over here to this nightclub over in London? Right after our show, and we can bounce right over there. <laughs> and we're now around the world with other people in this VR experience. Still wondering what the catalyst is going to be that's going to tip that, though, to get everyone to want to put a VR, like Facebook, uh, most people don't know, Facebook owns Oculus. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and you have to know, if Facebook owns Oculus, you've got to know Google's doing something on the back end, and Amazon's doing something on the back end, Microsoft's doing something on the back end, and Apple's doing something on the back end. You know, they're all probably working on this in their R&D departments. Well, who's going to bring it to market first and how it's going to go? The question is, is how are you going to get this into everyone's house like an Xbox or a PlayStation? You know, and, and getting that in there, uh, it, it's going to be, how do you make it the, the first Nintendo or the first Atari where there was really no competition? To the, there was a ColecoVision, um, you know, which sold. And, and next to Nintendo, I mean, it was out there for, the original 8-bit Nintendo was out there for years before I think Sega Sega came along. I don't, I don't know if it was the Sega Gen... I, God, I should know this. I grew up then. <laughs> but, I mean, what's going to be the catalyst that gets people want, that want that are going to want to spend money into a VR unit? It's there. And I think those first movers are going to have a, a, a great time developing their VR environments and their VR worlds. I had a great time when I was in Second Life. I'd love to have a DJ session studio where you can come in, watch our shows. Here's a live theater and there's 500 people in the live theater watching us live, but they could go into a breakout room and watch past episodes with different genres of the show or walk over here and go to our store and shop for clothing for their for their VR person or buy real clothing for themselves. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, dude, like I said, Second Life had all of that. You just didn't have the goggles. Imagine Amazon like that in VR. It's like you're at the store. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to walk through your store and be able to, you know, go over here, you know, whatever. It's going to be amazing. And and being able to take it out of what we're in right now, the 2D world, from a social networking standpoint, you know, you'll be, you could jump into a room and I don't know what the limitations are, but you could jump into a stadium full of 60, 70, 80 million people in a stadium and, and be watching a soccer game live in virtual reality or something like that and sell they can sell online tickets for that or watch an online concert with the band and some type of where you could walk around the stadium, but they have 3D cameras filming the band. So as you walk around, you'll be able to access those cameras and be able to be just like you were walking in the stadium. You know, that's going to happen. It, it is going to happen. Um, it's funny you mentioned uh, VR. I, uh, I interviewed uh, Eugene Capon and uh Cap'n, and uh he had a show of a virtual reality podcast called glitched okay we talked about the future of vr and kind of like along what we're talking about and i could totally see for your for your dj sessions imagine you know you have the vr on you have that belt and um you're sitting at home but you could be in florida at the beach listening to music or you know whatever you have like 20 yep. djs <laughs> Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And, I, you know, outside of the big money players, when I was mentioning, you know, being able to stream multiple stages live online, nobody's doing that. I mean, it just, you'd have to have a, you have to have multiple technologies in place and then some money in the background to, to basically run all this um, to make it happen. There's, there's people that are doing back-to-back-to-back shows but again, they're relying on what they have in their home. But going out on, on site and be able to either be there in real time or be there in a VR world, that's the next level. And I'll, I'll probably start looking into that about a year, year or two down the road. Um, maybe hire somebody to go build this whole VR office like what I had in Second Life. I had a multi-tiered, multi-theatered office. And the idea, what we wanted to do is we wanted to take our, our theaters and we wanted to sell our theaters so that other people could put our theaters on their land and then we would supply all the content. And then when they got people to come to their land, they're like, Oh, you got a DJ sessions theater here. I went to that badass DJ sessions theater, almost like we're giving them a nightclub, but we're providing the content for them wow. um, to curate the content for them. Yeah. So really cool stuff. Damn man. Oh, you got it down. I mean, I, I would have never thought about that. That's wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 the. Uh, have you seen the movie Ready Player One? Oh yeah, I love that movie. I I 
I think the technology and R&D is already there, but when is it going to hit the market? That's the catch. You know, and if it hits the market and these things don't sell, well, it's the biggest failure. It's like you put out, I think Oculus are like $300 right now. And from, I don't know what you need to run it. If you need a dedicated computer to run it, uh, obviously a high speed internet connection, you know, if, if, if getting into, if, if getting into virtual reality right now is a $1,500 to $2,000 price point, I mean, a decent, I don't know. I should really research this. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a little out of turn here, but I mean, if it's, if it's a $700 to $1,000 investment and then there's no development of the game development on the back end or titles don't come out of the experience isn't there, you'll have a lot of early adopters and be like, nah, I'm out of here. I tried it. And it sits in the corner and collects dust. Now I'm going back to my Xbox. I'm going back to my PlayStation. You know? Mm-hmm. But you got to think, Xbox and PlayStation, they're already working on that. They're working on a v- VR realms with their video game of, of developing all that stuff in the back end. They have to be. They have to be. And you're just going to plug your headsets right into your Xbox, right into... I mean, I know they already had some stuff for it, but I'm talking real VR here, like like what what we see in the movies almost. Wow, that I mean, yeah, because VR, I, I noticed a lot of the games, the graphics, they aren't very good. But you know, it's like you were saying, it's still early. You know, imagine more development, a couple more years, and oh, the graphics will be pretty crazy. I just watched something recently the other day. Um, I wish I knew what it was, but it was about one of the new graphics engines that just came out. And how much rendering and how much, uh, it, it just blew me away of what's coming out. This is like the new engine that nothing's really been developed with yet. They had a demo of a video game on it, but it hasn't been adopted like worldwide by everyone yet to be used. And there's like, I was just like, whoa, the, the detail on it alone, it wasn't real like you and I, but it was damn better than anything I've seen in a long time. So I like those. I was videos. very impressed. Um, I think they had um Unreal Engine like a graphics system, and they added that to Super Mario, and it it blew me away. <laughs> it looked wow. Crazy. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would. That would be. You mean like the original Super Mario? Yeah, they, or they, or like a Super Mario sixty four. Like okay. how you can walk around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like the grass looked real. There was like details and everything. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd say, say, like I said, what's in R&D, we won't see. It can be 20 years out where some of these things are being worked on. You know, I used to think, oh, Apple makes a product and then they release it. Then I realized I went to a a conference once with listening to Steve Jobs. And um, he's like, yeah, we've been doing this over here for the last five years. We're just telling you about it now. (laughs) So if they're telling you about it five years, what do you think they're working on? It's going to be in 10 years. Or what are they going to develop that they might just like, now we're going to scrap this. Never mind, you know. So the, it it's out there. I, I, I wish I had that. I wish I had Harry Potter's cloak right now, and I could just <laughs> walk into these corporations and be like, "What's behind the scenes here?" Probably be doing a lot more than just going into the R and D departments with these companies. But you yeah, know, I bet there's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we do is we try to just push the boundaries of technology with our show by spreading, you know, electronic music, getting it out there, showing the best of the best and giving DJs an opportunity to be heard and to, to let the audience get to know them, um, you know, and kind of facilitate that. And um, we're just, we're getting ramped up to go back at it all again after trying to figure everything out and being considered an essential business. We're able to actually still be in business and, and move forward. So. Yeah, it seems like this year, you know, that uh, the coronavirus has slowed a lot of things down, but but not you, bro. Fucking kicking ass and ain't stopping you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's we actually, I had the honor of actually being asked to be a part of the world's ever first drive-in raves. And this was back in um, May-ish. And so the concept was, I worked with some of the top lighting designers in the United States. They, they work out of Seattle. They do all the major lighting shows for all the major electronic music festivals, the major big concerts. And um, they, they literally set up a stage at their warehouse, brought in some top-level DJs, 
and people would drive in with their car, park, and like a drive-in movie theater, but think of it like a drive-in concert. They'd stay in their car for an hour, and then they'd drive off. And then up, I didn't realize how much I was missing being part of a live show, a live environment, until that first show happened. I had shivers on my spine just going, you don't realize how much you miss the, the lights and the camera, the action, the music, the boom, the audience. Just even going, yeah, woo, and, and clapping and cheering. And it was like, whoa, nightclubs have been shut down for a while. <laughs> What's going on? And we had this plan to do this whole big thing. And then our governor comes in and says, no drive-in concerts. Oh, what the hell? He'll, he'll, let you, he'll let you do drive-in church entertainment. He'll let you do drive-in movie theaters. But he won't let you do a drive-in concert. And it's like... It doesn't make sense. What's going on here? It's the same protocols. The same exact things. So, you know, working with the state and, and local organizations, you know, and of course, being a, being what's considered an essential business, um, it's we've had to work and basically write the playbook on how we can even do this. And now we have people come up to us all the time and we're out going, this is smart. This is ingenious. This is perfect. You're able to do it. They read our instructions and they go, wow, you're really not gathering people here to have a party. You're letting people come to the beach when everyone can go to the beach. Parks are open and they got to go social distance and do their own thing on their own. And everyone's doing it out there. I mean, I've seen a few things and I'm like, oh, no. But for the most part, people are doing it and, and, and they're having a great time. And, and being able to give them a collective music experience as well, where they aren't having to put an iPod into a speaker and play it so everyone on the beach can hear their music. And then you're like, ah, really? I gotta hear this. They can all put it in headsets and then they can all dance and do their thing. People come by and they're like, wow, that is, wow, what are they doing? And they come and read the signs. They see it go, that's perfect. And you're not annoying me with music. They love that too. That's genius. So do they pay a fee and then you supply the headphones? Yeah, absolutely. They rent the headsets from us. Uh, we're a non-profit charitable organization, so we do everything off donation-based, um, which any little bit helps. Uh, had a family that actually lives right up on the hill above us. Uh, they've had a house there for years, but they came down with their family at 10, and they came and just used our hand sanitizer, and I was telling them a little bit about us, and they said, you know what? We really like your idea. One of the guys just reaches in his pocket and hands me a $20 bill, or puts I had to put it on the table and so I can take it in. And then one of his other, I don't know if his wife or sister or whoever goes, oh, you're giving him $20? Well, I'm going to match that donation too. Here's $20 for you. They just wanted to Damn. donate because I was out there doing the right thing. you know. And they go, we've lived on this hill. We've lived up above this beach for years. And when people come do the renegade parties, we have to call the cops because the base is just boom, 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 boom. And they thought, though, well, we'll come down sometime. You're here every weekend. I'm like, yep, come on down. Have some fun. So people are digging the idea. So uh, where can people donate? Uh, you know, actually on our website, the djsessions.com, under our, um, under our, God, I should know where this is. I just made a donations page on the site. So <laughs> let me, uh, let me get that link really quick here for you. Awesome. Um, yeah, but man, yeah, I you can actually, you can actually sign up under, under membership, under the membership link. There is a donate button. So it's actually the djsessions.com forward slash donate and you can you can donate a small amount there We're, we'll be setting up a patreon here and, and be able to give member benefits we do have a membership program that is more focused on local members um, because they can get the benefits of getting half off to all of our shows they get uh first um they get entered into contests to win free headsets merchandise tickets to other shows with a-list celebrities meet and greets um they get a plus one at the lowest level of four dollars a month you know, you get half off to our shows for 50 Ooh. bucks a year. Can't beat that. You, know, you can't beat that. You can't. $5 and you can come see multiple DJs playing. You can't beat that. You can't even get to a nightclub for that usually. <laughs> and it's not like any other show, you know, that's amazing. No, it isn't. And you're out in public. You're out, you know, you're out of the house. You aren't putting yourself into a confined space or like sardines into a room and I just, yeah, it's it's very interesting times, and uh, we're, we're just, like I said, looking forward to being on the forefront, the cutting edge of it all. Wow, I, this is this is genius, man. I love this, and uh, I can't wait. What else you bring? You know, I mean, 
you have some uh, very innovative ideas and I love that you're doing the social distancing and uh, no noise pollution. You know, nobody's got to call the cops. This is genius. Well, I won't say that every one of our ventures has no noise pollution because if you go to our website, thedjsessions.com and go to the live button, you can see what's under the umbrella of the DJ Sessions show. So we just don't have our live streaming and our archives we have the silent disco sessions, obviously. We have the cab, we have the mobile sessions, which is our glass box truck that drives around. That truck has a sound system on it that you can hear from about, oh, about a quarter mile away. Wow. And I have to give everyone that rides in the thing of it like a party bus. I was mentioning earlier, but we put like three DJs in the back and like 10 people. We drive around in the glass box truck like a party bus, dancing <laughs> through the streets, getting everyone out to come out and boogie on their block. Uh, we got the cab sessions where I interview the DJs in the front of the truck while I'm driving it around. Think like taxi cab confessions. Wow. Only interviewing them. We got our rooftop sessions. We got our virtual sessions. We got our state of the industry sessions. And we have our secret sessions. So we got a number of different genres. Uh, like I said, I'm a smorgasbord. Like I like a lot of different things. I just don't want to wrap it under one thing, but a lot of different branding on these different things that we do under the umbrella of the DJ session. And people can find all of this in your website? All of it on the website. Yeah, everything's there. And I've just started developing on a mobile app, too. I've just started developing it yesterday. I'm super excited. I've been talking about doing it for years. Um, just got to work out some coding things, working with the dev team right now. Once we get that up and running, you'll be able to download the mobile app. And whenever we go live, we can go push notification, let you know that we're live. Right to your phone. Boom. You turn on. You're watching it, walking around, doing what you're doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> you got it down, man. <laughs> Well, it, it, yeah, I, I think it just comes from not giving up. I, I used to think about it a long time ago. And, you know, if, if you had anyone out there that said, you know, you're not going to get Darren to stop doing this. He's not going to give up on this. He's been doing it for way too long. You know, this isn't my first year and my first six months, my first year, my first two years, my first five years. This series here alone has been going for 10 years. Wow. You know, and before that, I had 18 years in the game doing it. Find something you love doing. Find a way to make some money at it. You say that's the key to happiness. But you got to put in the time, too. You can't just talk. So they say once you put in 10,000 hours of doing something, you become master of it. I definitely put a lot more than 10,000 hours into this. And I still got tens more thousands to go. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Kicking ass, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun. So, and Yeah. Like can people also find, is your podcast also available on your website? Absolutely. Well, actually, our podcast, the way our website is built, when I update our podcast, whether that's to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it goes, our podcast actually gets ingested into our website. I had to have that a custom built, so I didn't have to do all this doubling up of importing, exporting, getting videos over here. I just, with a couple clicks of a button, go, and it goes, beep, and brings it right in for me, and I'm like, Yes, this is so easy, you know, and and I don't have to manually upload each episode one by one by one. Um, nice. You know, but it, it, it took us what was supposed to take six months to build the website. It took us about a year and a half to get out of beta. And we just launched the website out of beta in September of 2019. We were getting ready for a huge spring and a huge event season with our silent disco events and everything. And then, bam. <laughs> And I was just getting ready to go to the front page of Twitch. And then I said, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let's reassess. Okay, let's take a look at what we really need to do to make this show happen, which is get our licensing in place. Uh, and then also figure out how we work as an essential business. Okay, we do. When can we do? I mean, yeah, it's all been forward progress, forward progress, but moving a little bit slower than normal. Because we can't just say, yes, 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 and all those steps. Now... We're in a position where we're moving full steam ahead with no no barriers right now. Nice. And yeah. uh, what, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, the DJ Sessions. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all the DJ. Find us socials everywhere, the DJ Sessions. All of our socials and everything are on our website, thedjsessions.com. Just in the top right of the screen. Go ahead and click it. You got your Facebook, Twitter, RSS feed, YouTube channel, Google+. Plus. I don't even think that's a thing anymore. I got our Instagram. <laughs> I got SoundCloud, which we don't really put much up there because we're a video show and that's an audio streaming platform. Our Apple links there and our Twitch links there as well. Um, best thing you can do, though, is if you go to Twitch, 
and you follow us on Twitch, when we go live, you'll get a notification saying, we just went live. So that's that's the way. But if you get our app soon to come out, hopefully, you know, we'll have this d- develop at least a beta app, version 1.0, maybe version 0.09. It won't be a full version of it yet. But we'll get the app out there up and running. And it, it'll include most of the base information of the, that's on our website, but more predominantly focusing on the live streaming shows, our archives, our events, our blog. Uh, we'll probably have a contest section in there. Um, trying to think what else I'm throwing at the wall there. Um, there's a couple other little things in there. Like I said, I, I'm developing it. This is what I love to do. I love to learn about this stuff. So I usually get in and get in over my head, but then know enough to talk about it with somebody before I just say, here, here's $10,000. And they go, I built this for this guy for 50 bucks. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, nope, I don't get played like that. Homie, don't play that. You know, I don't play like that. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So the djsessions.com, you know, pushing the limits of technology. And uh, I love what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. Uh, You've been great. Awesome. Well, don't forget (laughs) to watch. (laughs) I'll definitely check you out on Twitch and um, definitely waiting for the app. And I can't wait to see what you got in the future, man. And uh, yeah, thanks, man. Awesome, I appreciate it. You have a good evening. You too. Later, bro. Later. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find me at anchor.fm slash screamychewygmail.com. There'll be three options for a monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes, and behind-the-scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.